Welcome to another very exciting episode of Empty the Playbook. We are getting towards the end of the season now, ladies and gentlemen. Lots of things going on, and I still don't have I was going to swear already, 30 seconds in. We don't have a clue kind of what the order of the playoff teams is going to look like, what the draft order is going to look like. There's a lot to play for, lots going on, and we're excited to get stuck in to all of those things. But before we do that, of course, we've got to check in with the boys. First up, I'm Dan Williams. Let's head over to Mr. Edward Thorns. Thornsy, how you doing, mate? What's going on with you? Hello. You always go to Shaps first. That was a surprise. Yeah, I thought I'd keep you on your toes. Yeah. I don't know if I always go to Shaps first. You have for like the last few weeks. But yeah. that's mostly because I'm eating dinner at this point. So <laughs> Yeah, we have to kind of store while you're uh, not eating any cucumber. Nope. Yeah. Oh, no, I will be later, don't worry. <laughs> That's how it's I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, thank you, mystery voice. Uh, so, Thorns, how you doing, mate? You okay? I'm good. I'm good. I've just been working again, back into it after having a little break over Christmas. Um, I've been addicted to the retro bowl game recently. Oh yeah, what's that? Played it. It's the it's a phone game, and it's like. Grandpa explains how to use apps. <laughs> it's, phone. it's like yeah, it's a phone, phone game. Yeah, and it's like kind of arcadey, but they have all NFL teams on there somehow. I don't think it's fully legal, but and you just play games like yeah on the little pitch, and you control the passer, and you can run it. It's it's so much fun and it's so addictive. Okay, well that's exactly what I'll be doing after uh, after yeah. we finish recording. I highly recommend it. And the games take like five minutes each, so you can just bang them out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of euphemisms coming out of your mouth uh, to start the show today, Thornsy. Cucumber, what you'll be doing later. Bang them out. Welcome if you're a new listener, everybody. <laughs> Shab said, What are you doing later? What? I didn't say, What am I doing later? Oh, Shab. No, you said something about cucumber and you said, uh, Maybe he did. Anyway, <laughs> that's a perfect segue. Um, and we'll introduce the other member of the Empty the Playbook podcast, Mr. Edward Shapland. Chaps, what's going on with you, mate? How's life? How's good evening? Good, good evening or good morning, good day, whatever time you're listening. Uh, well, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I've just, I just went on the retro bowl app after Fawnsy said, and I've realised they've added audibles, timeouts, and clock management. So oh, I'm very, I'm very excited to to play some retro bowl later because I haven't played it in like years. I made an all pirates team on it. Oh God. Yeah, you can change people's names. Yeah, you can change the names, team names, and stuff. But, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, no, I've been been chilling. Obviously, I had Christmas. Um, when, okay, when, that's the thing we can talk about. Yeah, saw saw the new Bond film. Saw the new Spider Man film. Oh yeah, you know, saw finally caught up. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I don't know if it's if it's okay to talk about Spider Man yet. Still, no, it's still technically <laughs> a lot of shaking heads. No, definitely not. Then that's fine. No spoiler alert going on. Right. I tried to uh, try to get my my health back on track after Christmas. Got my new gym membership, the classic. Yeah. Comes comes with swimming in a swimming in a sauna though. So I was like, ah, oh, even if I don't want to go to the gym, I'll go just because I fancy sitting in the sauna or doing a few laps. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's pretty good. 
Uh, did some meal prepping, made, t- turns out I, my meal prep quantities were way off and I ended up making like, I think nine portions. So that's going to be me eating the same food for the next nine days. So, you know, dinner's going to be exciting. Speaking of exciting, how have you been, Dan? Oh, I was going to say that's, that's not exciting at all, but thank you. I appreciate it. No, I've been good. Thanks, man. Do you know what was really good this year is that, um, as you said, it's obviously been Christmas over the past couple of days. Hope everybody's had a happy holidays. Um, this year I actually got to spend it with my family, which was quite nice because I don't know if I told you boys last year, I might've said it on the pod last there, last time in our last episode or in our Christmas special. Uh, but I had to actually isolate over last year's Christmas, which was a bit peak. Um, so this year I actually got to spend it with my family, with my nan and my granddad and all different things like that. And my nan was fuming because I bought her a double-sided puzzle and she, (laughs) she opened it and she went, well, that's just going to be too hard. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think she'll ever do it so um you know it was the thought that counts I think she appreciated it and I, b- I bought my uh uncle who I think is just oh no he's, he's 59 he's just about to sneak into the age of 60 and I bought him uh Sam Fender's new album 17 going under um a bit ironically but he loved it and went I'm actually currently learning that song on the guitar at the minute so I thought maybe he's going through a bit of a midlife crisis. Well, is that a midlife crisis? A late life crisis? Late life. It's definitely not late life. But anyway, that's uh, that's how my Christmas was. Thanks for asking, chaps. Are you still waffling? Yeah, I'm still. Um, we've got a guest, by the way, but you wouldn't know it because Dan just speaks about <laughs> yeah. himself. No, I'm just. I was hoping just to leave him on mute. This this is like an apprentice thing. They're just appreciating what running a podcast looks like. But uh... this is not what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Oof! Yikes! Don't know. So what, you might, what you mean? This is exactly what running a podcast looks like. No. Um, <laughs> I would oh, in mind. I've just thrown three interceptions in Retro Bowl, I think. Oh, <laughs> this, after I just said about this is how to run a podcast. Um, <laughs> so we do have a very special guest uh, on the podcast this week. A, I was going to say former UEA pirate like us, but a current UEA pirate, which is very, very exciting. Someone experiencing premiership football this year in uni ball, which is very, very exciting. Mr. Devin Darcy Flint. How you doing, Dev? You okay, mate? Yeah, not too bad, boys. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you very much, mate. How's it going with you? Yeah, not too bad. Good Christmas. Yeah. Uh, did you get did you get anything exciting and or American football related? I actually got Go on. Uh, it was boring. I got 150 quid, but then I also got two American football books, which are actually pretty interesting. That is wavy, to be fair. What are they about? About how uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady changed their rivalry, how it changed the way the uh, the NFL was shaped for like the, the future 20 years. <laughs> Shaps has just gone off to find that exact book. <laughs> yeah. Actually, pretty re- relatively interesting. Don't lend it to me, because Fawnsy lent me this book about a year ago. Yeah. That's I mean, I'm... we are in the middle of a global pandemic. Oh, we were, we were living together at the time. Oh, Oh, yeah. No, two years ago then. No, a year ago. No, we weren't living. This was our... Sorry, carry on. I was going to say, anyway. Back to Devon. Second book? Um, It was about the uh, the top 20 most impactful games in the NFL. I haven't oh, started it yet. that's so Goes back about 100 years. So. Mate, that's way... How far have you got into it? Or have you kind of sneaked a peek of like the higher... Um, no, when he said he hasn't started that one yet. Oh, did he say he hasn't started it? Sorry, I missed yeah. that because I was distracted by the other two gremlins. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't started it yet. I hope I'll get onto it eventually, but I can't lie, I do hate reading. It's like the one thing I suck at. 
I not gonna lie, mate, I, I find that incredibly relatable. So uh, my New Year's resolution for like the last four years, and I <laughs> failed all four years. <laughs> uh, before we kind of move on to anything else, I kind of want to ask you, how does it kind of feel now? Because we've had um, a couple of people on before talk about kind of Premiership ball, and we had someone from the Coventry Jets uh, who played a couple of years ago and talked about kind of the Prem North. We've had kind one. Of... <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I just want to know kind of how, how it feels this year in kind of a weird year. Um, they kind of obviously brought everything back after the pandemic and we kind of missed it. I say missed the year of um, kind of recruiting because obviously you're a part of that class. Um, but it kind of a year without playing is what I kind of mean and playing, you know, games against other teams. How you, how you kind of have found the experience this year and, and what you're kind of hoping for going forward for the rest of this year and, and so on and so forth answer any of that question in whatever way you want i don't know it's been um it's been interesting this year to be honest because we starting off in like pre-season camp um it's quite hard to like correlate any of what we were doing realistically to any sort of in-game scenario because yeah we didn't have the numbers because of covid um to actually run like offense v defense in any training sessions so even just stuff like tackling like tackling technique that we're taught is not the same to tackling in game, obviously. No, no, um, definitely not. As I'm sure you can all relate to. Um, blocking as well. None of it. None of it is remotely um, yeah. um, similar. A bag is different to a person by like a lot, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but originally, during first year, I was training as a quarterback, which um, I've now moved off from. Um, oh yeah. Going to overhang safety. Um, nice. But You've upgraded your number, haven't you, as well? I may be taking Ed Chaplin's uh, 34, yeah. Ooh. Um, Someone's got to take it. Someone's got to. Yeah, 34 yeah, is just so, an average number anyway. 17 and 88 are like real numbers, whereas like 34 is just kind of middle yeah, of I wondered why the Pirates didn't have the game day jersey for me to wear, and that was that's, that's why... <laughs> He's stolen it. Stolen number thirty-four. I hope no one on the current pirates committee is listening to this, and/or anybody that can alert the current pirates. I am part of the committee, but I'll just stay. Oh, touche! No, to be fair, to be fair, it's it's only a training jersey, and it's literally ripped to shreds. They are pretty bad, but mine was like the one of the other than like fifty and the and sixty-five. I think mine was the most ripped jersey. Um, do you know what I kind of really? appreciate and i think is really exciting about the team as well Devin. especially if you're kind of you know pushing for that safety position now as well is kind of the flexibility of everyone to just kind of make the pirates work i think you know there are kind of a lot of times where you're like ah like maybe i'm not getting on the field maybe we're not winning the games or not kind of scoring the points or stopping the the plays that we want to but the pirates have just kind of made things work over the past couple of seasons and i think you guys have have kind of put it together this year and I think what are you now two and three well, yeah we started oh and three um two definitely winnable games um but realistically we've spoken about it. it what it came down to was people not putting enough effort in I think it was a realization of uh prem ball is different to just like a university hobby obviously yeah. it's fair enough if you're a university student and you don't want to give it your 100% because obviously you're at uni it's, it's like it's not yeah. your we're not paid athletes um but yeah, so we we were zero and three, and we knew if we lost to Swansea, we were we were probably relegated. In that fourth uh, game, that was wasn't it? Yeah, so that was the fourth game. So I took it upon myself actually to do like a massive deep dive into all of Swansea's film. Oh uh, no! 
went through all three of their games scouting and um, their offense. Well, actually, I'm on record. I'm being recorded. I probably shouldn't say it. Their offense <laughs> is awful um, and it's predictable. And their head coach was on the sideline asking how he would call out all of their plays. And it was because they had about four passing plays and two running plays, which when I went through the scouting, we um, was blatantly obvious. I then, because I'm, I'm not starting, but the, all the starters, I went through it with them. Had like three def- defensive um, back and linebacker meetings and we shut them out. And then the following game against on. Cardiff, we should have shut out Cardiff as well. But that was... Uh, that was Probably less said about it, the better, right? What I'm that's saying is, before I, was t- before I took over defensive uh, defensive back and linebacker coverage uh, coaching, we la- we allowed 33 points per game. Now we've allowed three points... No, now we've allowed three. So. <laughs> A solid, nice round three. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Hopefully you can keep that up and, and you know... Two games against Birmingham and the game against UE, isn't it? After Christmas, is uh... yeah. I mean, no one's looking forward to UWE, but I was <laughs> saying to Shaps the other day, this year's Birmingham is nothing, nothing like your guys' Birmingham team. Yeah, it's not close to the same level. With all due respect to them, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, yeah. still, you know, an elite recruiting team. Yeah. They always manage to bring in numbers and athletes. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm excited to see kind of what the what the rest of the season holds and, and not even just the rest of the season going forward because, like you said, it's looking quite positive. And I can say, I think, from an outside perspective, and I don't want you to comment on this, Devin, as someone that's still involved, but it looks pretty positive for staying up this year, going into next year. They're um, confirmed unless, I think, Car- unless Swansea beat Cardiff by like 40 points. Yeah, there's some weird kind of then. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to go into it. If it's, it's easier for maths if Cardiff just beats Swansea, which I think is pretty likely. Um judging by the way they kind of played so far, and especially because that game will be in Cardiff and will be on grass, which Swansea do not enjoy playing on because it makes them look not as good as they do at home. I will be polite. Um, Cool. So we will move on and we will talk about some NFL things, but we did want to obviously say welcome to Devin first and obviously check in with the other other two. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Cool. But let's get into the NFL. Now, starting off, what sounds like a bit jokey, but obviously I want to want to kind of, and I think we all do want to pay our respects before we move on uh, to one of the greats, a name that's probably been in all of our lives from a very young age. Uh, unfortunately, John Madden passed away this week at the age of 85. And by the sounds of things, it was quite unexpected, uh, even at the age of 85. I was watching uh, Good Morning Football, uh, must have been Wednesday, maybe. So a couple of days ago. And... Um, and uh, Mooch was talking about, Steve Mariucci was talking about the fact that he'd organised to go for like a lunch with him like next Thursday or something ridiculous. So like he's still kind of on the grind or he was or still on the grind at 85 and kind of really respected man and, and you know, who was used for his resources. And like he was just such a knowledgeable guy and just did so many great things for, um, for the sport in general, through coaching, through broadcasting through all of that. So I, I think before we kind of move on, we had to pay respects. Uh, so obviously rest in peace uh, to John Mann, one of the greats of the game. I don't know if you guys want to add anything or whether I've kind of covered everything, but I think I've uh, put a kind of nice, nice thing together there. Um, uh, I'll, I'll add a nice little stat onto the bow. So yeah, on top of like being a great announcer, just head coach wise, I saw, I think I saw the stat the other day. Um, it's something like, there's been 103 coaches to coach over 100 games in the NFL. 
and John Madden's got the best win percentage by like a f- like far, which is crazy. In in his win percentage, like 0.7 something or other. Yeah, he's got like 103 wins, like 28 losses, and then like seven draws. Isn't it mad that they used to draw? I know that's not the point of what we're talking about, but like how many games they used to tie is absolutely ridiculous. But um, yeah, anyway, back to kind of the the important subject at hand. And obviously, yeah, like you said, incredible coach. And it's easy for us to say years down the line, oh yeah, incredible coach, just based off of what we said. But go and look at the stats, go and look what he did for that Raiders team. He made like a ridiculous amount of like AFC championship games, like seven or something obscene in like 10, 12 years, something like that. It took him a while to, I think, actually win the Super Bowl. But when he did win it, it was a re- resounding uh, victory. So incredible, man. Uh, a lot of you, if you're kind of not aware of Don Madden's work as a coach, will be aware of kind of his work because you will have played the game named after him for very many years. Um, and that was kind of all his idea, really. Not all his idea, but like there was a game, there was loads of games around kind of a, like 80s, early 90s. And he kind of said, no, I want it with... 11 players on the pitch because before that it was like five guys on the field or like seven guys on the field and and he said no I want 11 I want you know play calling I want all of it um and so he's kind of the one that started it and the reason that we all kind of play that game today he's a big part of so yeah uh Devin or Thorns did we did we kind of cover everything there or did you kind of want to add anything covered it quite nicely you covered it quite nicely to be honest fella appreciate it mate thank you very much okay Right, we will move on to our regular scheduled programming. And if you are a regular listener, you'll kind of know how the show works. Uh, Or if you're new, I will explain it for you. So we split our regular shows into kind of a review and a preview section. The preview section... Amazing. It's all perfect and uh, precise uh, on this podcast. The preview section is the same every week. We kind of go through the games chronologically, as you'll find out later, and kind of pick our winners from those games. Have a little bit of a natter about it. We try not to talk too much, chaps, but <laughs> we always end up having a bit of a natter. Um, and our review section changes week on week. So kind of things that we've done in the past, we've done kind of a mid-season quiz. We've done awards predictions. We've done uh, what we kind of think the playoffs are going to look like. And this week, we're going to talk about head coaches and potential openings for head coaches at the end of the season we kind of did a who's on the hot seat earlier in the season and I think I can remember a lot of these and I don't know if uh, Chaps or Thorns can remember some of the guys that we said were on the hot seat Devin this will be really interesting for you kind of your opinion coming in potentially not have heard that episode and kind of a fresh fresh mindsets to really kind of contribute to this conversation so how this review section is going to work is we're going to go through all of the teams in reverse order of record starting off with the team with the worst record and following all the way through to the team with the best record and I'm just going to read the team off and if any of us think that there's a potential opening there at the end of the season we're going to pipe up and just say yeah I think this coach blah 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 so for example the Jacksonville Jaguars have currently the worst record obviously if Urban Meyer was still in the job. One of us might jump in and say, I think Urban Meyer is going to lose his job at the end of the season because there's a terrible record and he's not the right fit for Trevor Lawrence. And we'll quickly go through all of them, only going to say like a 30 second spiel. Uh, and then we'll come back around and each of us are going to kind of pick an exciting opening that we think if I'm a head coach or a potential head coach, I want to be looking for that job. That was pretty wordy, but I think when we kind of get stuck into it, it'll all make, uh, make a lot of sense. So, Gentlemen, are we ready to get cracking? Yes, lots of thumbs up and lots of excitement. Chaps, 
calm it down. Jeez. I know you're excited. Let's go. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. So when you're ready, gentlemen, feel free to just kind of chime in. It doesn't matter if you kind of jump over each other, whatever. Just be semi-polite. Um, yeah. One thing I will say, gentlemen, Shaps and Thorns, is we do have a special guest here. So obviously, if he does want to kind of give us his two cents, it'd be very kind of you to allow it. Cool. Right. Let's start off with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Obviously, the Jacksonville Jaguars are looking for a new head coach. So there's not a lot to say there. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Does anyone think the Detroit Lions are going to have a head coach opening in the uh, offseason? Hottest, hottest form in the NFL, mate. <laughs> cool. No one wants to pipe up there. And I completely agree with you. Uh, I'm obviously free to pipe up as well if I think that there's going to be a potential opening, but I think the Detroit Lions will stick with uh, Dan Campbell. He's done a pretty solid job and kept them in a lot of games. So, yeah. Uh, next up is the Houston Texans. No. I've heard rumours that uh, David Cully is one and done. Ooh, here he is, Adam Schefter in the corner. I was going to say. Um, yeah, I've on Twitter, it's been like going around for a couple, about a week now, that they're mulling over whether they would rather go over outside higher and bring someone else in because he just hasn't excited them enough, I guess. Interesting. Cool. I'm, I'm happy to chuck that on the uh, on the list of potential openings. Um, it's weird. It's kind of one of them, isn't it? Like, I, I per, if it was personally me, I wouldn't get rid of him. I think he's done a solid job with a, te- a ragtag team of players that are basically all on one-year contracts. Um, but also, at the same time, I could see it, like you said, kind of going out the door so be interesting to see uh the next team we move on to is the new york giants i'm going to cut anyone off here uh if anyone thinks they are because uh the new york giants have already come out and said that joe judge is staying and daniel jones is staying as well shaps you'll love that what oh he's injured you can't he's still injured you can't you can't say anything about him he's still injured mike glennon's a bum Yeah, fair enough. Devin Shaps has this rule, and I think it's a fair rule, that he can't talk ill of any injured players. So he has a semi-vendetta against Mr. Mr. Jones. And uh, if he's injured, he won't won't talk smack about him. But for the first eight, nine weeks of the season, or maybe a bit longer, whenever Dan Jones was playing, uh, he didn't speak very highly of him, should we say. My opinion is not too far from that either, to be honest. Oh, there you go. Fair enough. Another man of intelligence. <laughs> right. Dev, Devin's stay on this podcast is going to be short. Uh, <laughs> I'm really joking. Uh, cool. So, yep, the Giants are sticking with Joe Judge. Uh, the New York Jets and Robert Sala. Mm. Nah, they're going to stick with him for another year. Cool. Your time's up. The Carolina Panthers. Tricky. Well, he wants these seven years like Jay-Z, doesn't he? So, <laughs> we'll see. I, I, yeah, they'll give him another year to sort out this quarterback situation, I think. But, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting one again. I think on the current form, very easily could lose his job, and I also wouldn't be surprised. But, yeah, cool. Uh, the Chicago Bears? Yeah, I, I think, I think, out. <laughs> out. Pretty unanimous. Devin, do you think yeah. that's gone? Uh, yeah, I think it's one of the few Andy Reid coaching trees that has gone horribly wrong. Yeah, it's kind of fallen apart. And he was all downhill from taking Mitch Trubisky in third or second. I mean, the man, I mean, Mitch Trubisky played at a pro bowl level with him. 
yeah, that, yeah that's so funny uh there was that one didn't he win of oh, coach of the year as well that year there was yeah. one year where everyone was like oh my god chicago they've got one of the best quarterbacks in trubisky they've got the best coach in Nagy, and you know it just turns out they're both crap they, they were a missed field goal away from winning a playoff game yeah the double doink one right? cody parkey I think he actually has a playoff win, though, Trubisky. Um, it might have been that season. I can't remember. I'm sure he has a playoff win, but I could be wrong. Oh, well, we'll move on and we'll come back around to it and someone can tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. Um, cool. The Seattle Seahawks. I think they have a decision to make. I would agree with you. I think there's genuine potential for Pete Carroll to just say, I'm done now. I think Russell Wilson may potentially move on. I think there's genuinely a... Uh, It'd be interesting because it could be like a bit of a Andy Reid and Philly situation where it's like the coach is giving you all the success. I mean, this is if Pete Carroll doesn't retire or if he if he wants to leave, if he doesn't retire, I reckon it'll be a case he'll go somewhere else and have a big, big impact. Similarly, like you're firing a good like if he does leave, that's you're losing one of the best coaches in the NFL. Yeah. Just because one well, I guess every, everything needs to change after a bit of time. I mean, if they get rid of Russell Wilson, that frees up like an additional like 30 million cap space, which would give them 85 million going into next year in cap space. Yeah, it's, it, that'll come back round, I'm sure, when we come back round to the kind of uh, hot openings. But uh, yeah, we'll leave that for now. There's a euphemism for you there, Thornsey, hot openings somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you dirty dog. old as well. That's probably worth thinking about. Yeah. Is he 70 something? 70. Yeah. He looks 50. He looks beautiful. Wow. Have you ever seen, did you see a couple of years ago when Russell Wilson went as uh, Pete Carroll for Halloween and he just had him like chewing the gum <laughs> and like the headset and stuff? Absolutely crease. Yeah. I crazy. just loved when he was topless when they drafted uh, DK. <laughs> what a guy. Um, cool. We move on to the Wooft, as is affectionately known on the Empty the Playbook uh, podcast, or the Washington football team. Anyone think they're going to get rid of uh, Riverboat Ron Rivera? Nah, I agree. I think, you know, again, they're a quarterback away from doing all right, aren't they? Especially now they've pulled their finger out on defense, Thorns. Well, I say that. <laughs> 56 points against the Cowboys on Monday and Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne throwing hands. <laughs> but this is, this is the game. This is the game. Next season is the season that the Washington defense is going <laughs> to... Thorns, he's been bigging them up all season, Devon, and uh, they've yet to uh, live up to that. <laughs> well, they had like a two-week stretch, didn't they? Yeah, they played one against the Bucks. Remember that one? Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, you're right. If their secondary could cover, it would help their defensive line out a bit. But yeah, well, next season. <laughs> next season will be the year, and then after that, it'll be the year after that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Right, the Atlanta Falcons. Nah, give Arthur Smith another year. Fair enough, I agree. The Cleveland Browns. Nah, no chance, fella. It's the Kyle Shanahan effect, isn't it? It's a lot of injuries. That's why the season's kind of gone downhill. And the fact that Bake is not very good. Yeah, I think Ooh. I think the, the decision. I don't think Kevin Stefanski's going anywhere. I think the decision lies at the quarterback. That's that's yeah. the big decision Cleveland are making. I don't think Kevin Stefanski's... I think he's pretty untouchable at the moment. I was going to say, I would agree with you. The fact that they've had so many years of dog doo-doo that I think they'll kind of stick with what's working and he seems to be doing all right so far. And yeah, cool. Um, the Denver Broncos and Vic Fangio, another one potentially a quarterback away. Is Fangio going to lose his job, gents? 
Uh, as a Chiefs fan, I think they shouldn't because his defense is really, really good. Um, but I think they might. I think they might. I He's got a 19 and 26 record. Like, yeah, they haven't had a quarterback. He's never had a quarterback. And he pulled, he's pulled them kind of back again this season. They are playing quite his well. His defense are first in points per game. You say they haven't got a quarterback. He's been part of the people who have recruited. They've recruited in Teddy. They recruited in Case. Yeah, but uh, and yeah, they Teddy, Teddy's because they lost out on Brady and they didn't get Rodgers in. Not Brady, sorry, uh, Rodgers. Yeah, to be fair, maybe they get Rodgers next year. Who knows? Well, I, the way it's sounding, he may well retire. If they win, if they win it all, which is what it sounds like, he could be uh, on his way out the door, ride off into the sunset. And you know what? Stuff it. I can't fault it. Might do the same. Um, but okay, cool. So Broncos, we'll put them in the maybe column, I suppose. Uh, oh, another one that might fall into this com- column. I really can't speak. My God. The Minnesota Vikings, definitely. Mike Zimmer. He's I gone. Think I think he's he has gone. to be gone. Yeah, he's gone. The and fact that they are the first team in NFL history to lose four times with winning the turnover battle by two and made it five against the Rams is purely under coaching. See, this is what the podcast should be. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, I was just going to go in with my standard no no statistical backing logic. Of the yeah, that. I, I, just, I just think the Vikings should be better. <laughs> no, but no, they, they should. They had a Super Bowl winning team with Case Keenum, potentially, like a team that could have gone. They then paid all this big money to a quarterback and like he just hasn't, like they haven't produced and you've got to put that on the coach. And similarly, similarly, the way that Devin says, they lose a lot. Like they've lost, like they've been winning the turnover battle, but losing and they've lost a lot of tight games. And when you're when you're in tight games, a lot of it comes down to play calling, clock management, all those things that rest on the head coach's shoulder. So yeah, I think he's cut the mustard. He's a defensive head coach as well, and the defense is horrendous. Yeah, I, I just thought that for years. That was was it last year or was it the year before when they like conceded like fifty in the first game to the Packers, like something horrendous. Uh, and you think, yeah, there's a de- defensive coach at the helm, so. Interesting. Uh, the New Orleans Saints and Sean Payton, who are currently quarterback. Well, I say quarterback less. They kind of got about forty-five quarterbacks and kind of no direction. Sean Payton losing his job. Not unless he like gets poached or leaves himself. Ooh, poached! <gasps> that would be sick. Let's do that. Trade for a draft pick. I think he's a. Re- it's realistic. Yeah, genuine. No, but. But what, what, like, put him into the Vikings, to be fair, that would be... Just somewhere where he has a chance to win a Super Bowl. Because if the Saints can't get a QB here, they're probably not going to win one. Uh, sorry, they've got a QB? Ian Burke! Oh, yeah. I was I was actually nervous he was going to play really well and make me look like a bum. And then he threw a pick six on his first pass. I was like, well, to be fair... He also I... got sacked about nine times. Yeah. I, I said that Evan McPherson, the kicker, was... a. Uh... A bust for the Bengals, and he just won AFC uh, like play like special teams player of the week or player of the month or whatever. <laughs> I think it was player of the month. <laughs> Banter. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, cool. Right. The Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin. He's one of the best coaches in football. He ain't going anywhere. Re- rebuild time. Done this year, hasn't he? As well. Yeah, Ben Ben's out, and he's been not very good this year. Rebuild time. Nah. I think well, they they they've got a bunch of divas, 
and uh, <laughs> they've got a bunch of divas and a. Is it Mike Tomlin's fault? Does he condone it? <laughs> to be, to be, I don't know if I'm that's hard to be good mate, but like he, he, the team's full of too many divas, which is I think the big the big thing that needs addressing. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think Mike Tomlin will keep his job. Uh, John Harbaugh with the Ravens. He'll stay. Yeah, we're approaching unlikely territory now, so we'll just kind of rattle through these. Uh, the Oakland Raiders would be next, but obviously they're currently uh, in the position where they lost their coach. Who wasn't a very nice man? That's right, isn't it, Thorns? Mr. Gruden. Bit of a dodgy geezer. Only place in Vegas where the house loses. <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, did I just call them the Oakland Raiders as well? I think I did. I keep falling into that trap. The Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I might have called them Las Vegas, but we'll find this out when I uh, listen to it back. But it either just made myself look really stupid or whatever. Um, and the last of the kind of teams on the bubble, which is horrendously annoying, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Are they getting rid of Brandon Staley? Has he done enough to keep his job? Yeah, keeping Brandon Staley, fair enough. And now we move into the teams in the playoffs. First team in the playoffs, the Miami Dolphins and Brian Flores. Now, Brian Flores that was, was someone that was potentially on the hot seat for us earlier in the season when they were, you know, one and seven. Now they're eight and seven. Are they getting rid of Brian Flores? He's one of the best coaches in football, I think. I said that a lot, but like he turned around a bigger old team of bums into a good team. Maybe they were always a good team and we just didn't believe. Maybe it was just the coaches were bums. Well, I mean, they were one and seven still. Like, I mean, yeah, but they had they had Ryan Tannehill, the best QB in football, at one point, and they still weren't winning. He's down to earth this year, isn't he? Um, it's almost like not having a freak running back that makes everyone. Well, it was before that. that. He didn't start very well either. Mm. Anyway, um, the Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Sirianni keep. Yeah, I think I'll just rattle through these now. San Francisco 49ers and Kyle Shanahan. That was someone that was on the hot seat for us earlier in the season. Keeping Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I told you they're seat. winning a Super Bowl this year. You had him on the hot seat. Had him on the hot seat. They started really slow, really, really slow. And we looked at his overall record, and he won he like less than five hundred. I can't remember. Yeah, he was a sub five hundred on overall record. Yeah, I yeah, wouldn't believe. I, it. I still stick by this. This is Super Bowl year for the for the Forty Nine ers. They're coming out of nowhere. It's the Ravens, remember? <laughs> what? Oh, oh yeah. Injured Garoppolo. Mate, they don't need Garoppolo. They're going to put their rookie in. He's had about five snaps. Garoppa gone more like. That's what I say. I was thinking more Garoppa now. <laughs> ah, that's a good one. That's better than your shite. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, the Buffalo Bills and Sean McDermott. Bit of a down season for the Bills, but important win against the Pats on the weekend. Yep, didn't think so. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals and Zach Taylor. They should get rid of him, but they won't. I said they, they're stuck in a curse now. Like they're, they're, they're in a position when they've got good players that will win games, but they're never going to win anything because their head coach is awful. But their players are always good. Their players are going to be good enough to get them enough wins. Yeah. Kind of like the Vikes. We're a little bit better than the Vikes. Yeah, no, I'd say very similar. Yeah. They're, they're bit, like it's the a lot of players with a bad coach. Mm. You know what I'm saying about people like Matt LaFleur, though? Oh, that's fun. Because Joe Burrow is like PFS highest graded quarterback this season. I mean, like, 
This this podcast is sponsored by PFF. <laughs> in, like him and Aaron Rodgers in the same conversation, which they have been this season, and Lafleur is getting credit. Washington's that Taylor as well. There was an article about how Burrow has been against like the worst pass defenses this year. So it's like he's played well. It's yes, suck on that, Devon. Also have on the worst O lines in football. Yeah. Oh, I love this dialogue. Tell him again, Devon. Say it for the people in the back. Yeah, good for you, man. You can come again. Yeah, Zach Taylor, also former quarterbacks coach as well. So, like, he, he, that's a position that should be doing well. And he is Joe Burrow through for, like, the fourth best game all time the other day or third best, whatever it was. For, like, what was it, 520 something yards or whatever? So I, I still can't get over whoever in the head office made the final call on Jamar Chase over a no lineman deserves the fat paycheck. Because, yeah. Like no, no one in foot. We were crying, saying no, no, no. Then in preseason, he couldn't catch a cold, and we were like, "Ha ha, you've got it wrong." But yeah, I mean, like they smashed it. Yeah. On a quick level, I think the Bengals wide receiver room might be my favorite in the entire NFL. T Higgins. Beast. I had T Higgins on my bench when he dropped forty-five points. <laughs> I love T Higgins. He's class. He's underrated. I thought he was going to be the guy. If they didn't draft uh, Jamar Chase this year, T Higgins was going to be the guy. And I feel for Tyler Boyd because he's just kind of been like, even when he was popping off a couple of seasons ago, it was like, oh yeah, it's only because AJ Green's injured. Blah, blah, blah. And then now he's just like third in command, like gutted. But there you go. But still a vital cog. Uh, cool. We move on to the Indianapolis Colts and Frank Reich, one of my favorite coaches in the NFL. <clears throat> COVID. Um, just joking. It's because I've been talking too much is what it is. Uh, anyone getting rid of Frank Reich? Nope. Cool. The <laughs> New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. Is it time? Yeah. <laughs> He's, He's gone. That uh, nah, fair enough. The Arizona, the free falling Arizona Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury. Is Cliff out the door? Is he falling off a cliff? I made a pun Wouldn't there. With be, but I don't like him. I never have. You know what? I've actually written, I'm not going to show you, but I've actually written a question mark next to the cards. Potentially Cliff Kingsbury. I think he's just fallen into a very nice situation. I, yeah. I think we said this before about Kyler Murray putting it on Kyler a bit, but I just think it's crazy how the, the cards always start so hot, yep. but then fizzle out. And I think it, you, you could put that on potentially they're not scheming well enough up past that first couple of weeks when they're, no one knows what they're going to come out of. Yeah. <clears throat> my goodness, my throat is really dry all of a sudden. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Um, the cards have been figured. I mean, Kyler Murray has had like COVID and injuries and whatever. And obviously D hops down for the season now. So La- Larry Fitz, come back, come back tour. Let's go. I would actually love it. I was watching, uh, obviously with the passing of John Madden the other day, his final broadcast apparently was that, um, Steelers Cardinals Super Bowl, which is like one of the best ever. Oh, the Larry Fitz run as well. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, like straight up the middle, the slant that was like like 60, 70 yard touchdown, wherever it was. And then Santonio Holmes in the corner right at the end. But I just feel for for Larry Fitz, man. I wish he'd won that game. But you know he's got more uh, he's got more tackles than drops in his career. That yeah. One of the best, one of the greatest. Uh, so like underrated. I know he'll make the Hall of Fame and everything, but stuff. Anyway, uh, the Tennessee Titans and Mike Vrabel. Fair enough. I hadn't even considered it until you mentioned it, actually. But it probably should be, actually, on the hot seat at least. Vrabel? Yeah. Do you think? I mean, they've been mediocre for <laughs> quite a while. 10 and 5, though. If you take away, yeah, he won't be, but 
I think that they're not they are not winning a Super Bowl anytime soon. Put it that way. Yeah, they're kind of in a bit of a thing now at the minute. But I also think they found their identity and they're quite willing to roll with that, aren't they? But the offense hasn't been. I've said their identity is stupid though. You can't be over reliant on a single player because like. But yeah, I don't like their identity, but I get that they've got one, which is nice, but I don't like it. So, yeah. It's Why? Because the Browns are just a B-Tech version of that offense. <laughs> Browns are a better version, man. <laughs> we have more. We do, oh, don't you, you, your, your listener, sunshine. None of that. <laughs> I think I've won that point there. Uh, cool. Uh, yeah, interesting point about Rabel, because you're right, they haven't played that well. And I don't think they'll go far in the playoffs, to be honest. They'll make it, um, obviously. But I don't know if I... I Potentially, by the end of this weekend, the Colts could be the number one team in the AFC South. So we'll see. Um, Titans got, I think the Titans have got the Dolphins this weekend, and yeah. the Colts have got the Raiders. Now, the Colts are Carson Wentzless, so we'll talk about that a bit later on in our preview section. But it could, they could flip by the end of the weekend, and the Titans could be on a bit of a into the playoffs and you don't want to be falling backwards into the playoffs. You want to be just hitting form at the right time. So we'll see uh, the Dallas Cowboys and Mike McCarthy, Thornsey's favorite coach in the NFL. He's keeping his job, even though you don't like him, Thorns. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the Kansas city chiefs and Andy Reid, everyone's least favorite coach in the NFL. Just kidding. That man's the King and he will keep his job until he says so i would imagine um the la rams and sean mcveigh no uh the tampa bay buccaneers and bruce arians now i've phrased that a certain way because although i don't think they will because everyone seems injured and the defense isn't as good this year if the bucks win do brady and arians ride off into the sunset kind of like rogers if he wins oh. it yeah holding hands yeah it's all, all for inclusivity. Um, Coordinators as well. Yeah, well, that's it. Byron Leftwich gets a job. Who's DC at the minute? Um, oh, yeah, Todd Bowles. Yeah, Todd Bowles will be going somewhere. So, yeah, I it think, works out for I, all of them. I think Brady's got too much of a... I want to say like an... In a, not, he's a, in a good way, he's got too much of an ego to retire at this point. He wants <laughs> to make... He go until it's like, unachie- like all yeah. his achievements. No, that's what I mean. I genuinely think he wants to set a benchmark that he knows no one will ever pass, which is fair play. But like, I don't think his ego, if he thinks he can win another Super Bowl, and if I think Brady, if Brady leaves, then Bruce Arians may retire. But if Brady stays, I don't think there's any way Bruce Arians is going anywhere. If Brady I think, yeah, I, I, think, I, I think Brady just sees that team as too good to leave at the moment. I think he sees them playing for another two or three years with that receiving core. You know what he's also thinking as well? He's thinking if he leaves, he knows exactly what Aaron Rodgers is doing. Aaron Rodgers is going, <laughs> he's going straight over there. <laughs> Bringing Devontae Adams in a suitcase with him. Yep. Yeah, well, Devontae Adams is hitting free agency. And I'm really hoping that Devontae Adams goes somewhere fun this season. Browns. No, that's not fun. Because they won't throw it. Yeah, we're, we're getting a superstar receiver in a trade. Is it? Well, getting a superstar receiver has always worked out for us. I've seen a couple of mock drafts recently that have the uh, Browns taking a uh, quarterback in the uh, in this draft. So I'm intrigued. Sorry, Thorns, did I cut you off then? You look like you're about to say something. Um, Ravens. The one that Adams played uh, college with um, Derek Carr. Just saying. Ooh. He calls him the white mamba. No one has to respect the game of Derek Carr. I do as well. I, I think Derek Carr is good. Uh, he's all right. He's in the middle. Three and a half. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. I'll give, I'll give him a three. I won't give him a three or not. I'll give him a four. Oh, well, <laughs> um, last team before we come back round, the Green Bay Packers and Matt LaFleur, who was previously mentioned, best team in the NFL currently. He's gone. He's out the door. That's it. Um, yeah. Cool. What'd you say? Coach of the year. He's... Oh, coach. I thought you said get rid of him. I thought you were being genuine. I was like, whoa, that's an absolute take right there. We can quote that for the uh, for the Instagram. Uh, yeah, probably coach of the year. I would imagine so. Uh, cool. Right. By my reckoning, we have got what looks like there's some kind of question marks. I've left some question marks on the table, but there's some that we're kind of teetering towards. Um, so I'll kind of read the ones that we're kind of pretty confident or 100% on and we've got one two three four five six seven and we can kind of each chuck out one that we think would be a really exciting opportunity um so we've got either the jacksonville jaguars the houston texans the chicago bears the seattle seahawks the denver broncos the minnesota vikings or the Las Vegas Raiders, nailed at that time, Thorns. Um, And as our special guest, Devon, you may go first. Which opportunity do you think would be the best for any potential uh, head coaches? And if you feel so inclined, you don't have to, but if you feel so inclined, maybe chuck a name out there that would be a good fit. Over to you. Uh, Well, I think when you look at like the most exciting opportunities, one of the things you have to think about is realistically, how long are they going to have to like be good? And a lot of the teams suck. Uh, nice, nice to put it nicely. So they're not going to be there very long. So you look at like the Jags and the Texans. They're, I think that the, the division they're in matters a lot. Like the Raiders and Broncos, I've got the Chiefs and Chargers. They've got Mahomes and Herbert. The Jags and Texans have Colts and Titans. So they've got Henry and Taylor. And Seattle might be in the hardest division in football. So I think, I mean, you look at Chicago and Minnesota, the Lions, who are going to suck for a while, and Green Bay, who might have Aaron Rodgers walk out. And then I think just looking at between the Bears and the Vikings, if the Vikings fire Mike Zimmer, which I think they should, I don't, there's a, I don't, they are arguably a championship contending team a few pieces away. So I don't think there's anyone else that is a better fit for a head coach. And I think Kellen Moore should walk into that job, in my, in my opinion. That's a lot of fun. Kellen, Kellen Moore, I love that. Um, really exciting. Dallas offensive coordinator and obviously Cowboys. They, are they the number one scoring offense this year? Yards per game point and points per game, yeah. Yeah, man, you can't fault it really, can you? Like, amazing. Left-handed former quarterback as well. I'm very excited. Not that that means anything to anyone other than Tua currently, but there you go. Uh, cool. I like that pick. I think the Vikings is very exciting. I mean, Justin Jefferson is all you need to say, really, I suppose. Uh, and a quarterback that is playing. A... Kirk Cousins is kind of in that former Matt Stafford kind of role in the end. That I think he gets a bit of a hard time, but he's actually a really, maybe not as talented as Stafford, but a really good quarterback. Not close to the talent of Stafford. I, I did mean, say that. 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns and seven picks whilst being eighth in pressure percentage and second in total pressures is pretty impressive. Thank you. Shut uh, it up yours, Shep. Kirk Cousins is a perfect example of like eye test versus stats because he yeah. make like his stats are incredible, but you watch him play and he's just something about him you don't like. 
Yeah. Also, I watched, I've seen like videos of him that the Minnesota Vikings have put out like a day in the life of Kirk Cousins. And he honestly seems like one of the least, like he's the James Milner of the NFL. <laughs> so like, he is just, he is just oats and water. Like the man has no, like no actual flavor to him. Like I genuinely think he might be the most boring person in the NFL. <laughs> That's great. Um, cool. Okay, with all that being said, sorry, Kirk Cousins, we know you're a regular listener. Um, <laughs> that being said, Shaps, you can go next. Which uh, opening, I can bring them back off for you again, but you can't have Minnesota because that's obviously been taken. So you've got the, the Vikings choice. were my first choice because I think they are I probably the, the best team. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you can just list them off again. So we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Houston Texans, the Chicago Bears, the Seattle Seahawks, the Denver Broncos, or the Las Vegas Raiders? Hmm. Huh. Huh. Um, <laughs> I don't want to steal, I don't want to step on Fawnsy's toes here. Ooh. Oh, he, Fawnsy, is there, is there any team that you particularly want? No, I don't care. You pick. Oh, in which case, I'm taking, I'm taking Vegas, baby. Strippers and cigars, here we come. Like, like that team that team is 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 good let's 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 be honest here it's it's a very good team it started the season what was it 4 and 0 or 4 and 4 and 1 or something like 3 and 3 and 3 and 1 sorry yeah i believe they lost the chargers in week 4 you never bring that up no i not not two or three podcasts in a row anyway uh, i do agree with what uh, devin said in the fact that they're in a very dangerous division to say the least but like you look at you look at the team like Derek car someone that i've always been big on i think he got really i think if he hadn't broken his leg that season the raiders were i think it was 11 and 5 and he broke his leg in weeks 17 i think they were a serious contender that year with like i think it was amari cooper and crabtree on the outside like they looked good that year and then since then they haven't always had the pieces but you look at the raiders this year what they've gone through like all, all the like crap they put up with like um but like they've still got a decent record and like they still look like a good team. Hunter Renfro has really had a breakout season this year. The man that the man that does it for for average looking white guys everywhere. He's he's just been tearing up with his route running. And like we've seen what like a good route runner can do in the NFL. That sort of Julian Elman sort of role. That sort of like they are they are some of the most important players on an NFL team because clutch third down situations. You know they've got the ability to get themselves open. You've got. Chef, a do you want the stats for that? He's 27 yeah. on 33 targets on third down. Boom. Boom. There you go. He, he does stats for me as well. He's as the best me. in the NFL on third down. Mate, like, I'm not surprised. He just has that uncanny... Like, we saw it. We were speaking about this a bit at the start of the season where people were giving Jalen Ramsey crap for getting burnt by him in preseason joint, joint training sessions. But, like, I think that was just his, like, get ready for me this year. Like, he is great. Like... I'm not massive on uh, Joe Jacobs, to be honest. Joe Jacobs? Josh Jacobs. Joe Jacobs wow. is, a, is yeah. a current UEA yeah. player, is he not? I'm not big on Josh Jacobs, sorry. Because, I like, I mean, his yards per carry have never been there. Like, I just, I'm not a fan. I think the Raiders' O-line's good. Like, they've got good O-line, good QB, a good starting core and receivers. Their defense isn't horrendous. I've heard they've got a uh, slot corner who really has been cooking this year. Oh. Nate Hobbs. A little, <laughs> little kitchen joke for you there, Dev. Um, so they've got a slot corner. They've got Darren Waller, who's hardly played this year, but when he was playing last year, looked like 
the one of the most unplayable people in the NFL. And you think about that team. You walk in, you keep Derek Carr. I don't think it's going to cost mil, like like a top. He's not going to demand like one of the top top salaries. I hope he doesn't demand the top top salary. But if he doesn't, and he just takes like a sort of middle of the road QB salary, that gives him plenty more money. They can pick up some guys for defense. Like uh, who's your middle? You've got that really good middle linebacker. Sorry, I'm blanking on the name, Fawnsy. Perryman. Perryman. He looks like a baller. Well, Dan's not a fan. I wouldn't say not a fan. He's just there to tackle people. <laughs> exactly. What What more do you need? <laughs> But oh, like cool. all, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is what the places they're missing players, they need maybe like a big, a, like maybe a better like outside receiver threat. I know they've got, um, oh, sh- they don't. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I know they've got rugs, but they do not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so no, they need, they need some, they need another receiver in. But I think that it, we, we've seen it in the last few years. You're getting all these guys coming out of college that are just ready to play. So I think receiver they can pick up in the draft, maybe a couple extra pieces on defense, free agency, maybe Devontae Adams, like Fawnsy was saying, free agency as well. Like they're a couple pieces away from being like scarily one of the best rosters in the NFL. They showed it in flashes this year, but like that roster is not far from being a Super Bowl roster. And I just think to walk into a situation like that, even in such a hard division, like even in such a hard division, like it, it's something that I genuinely think they could be a team that challenges. Cool. Like it. Thanks, chaps. Uh, we head over to Mr. Edward Thorns. Thorns, who did you want to take here? Would you like me to reel off the list again? Um, I'll go with the Jags. Ooh, fun. Go ahead. Um, one sec. I was just looking up Gus Bradley's contract. Gus Bradley? Yeah, because... Former head coach. I was thinking who the Raiders might go get to replace. Ah, Urban Meyer, the greatest head coach in NFL history. He's like the worst coach in the history of the NFL. Hugh Jackson, that is. No, Mark Meyer was worse. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. Um, yeah, Jaguars. For me, I think it's just a really good opportunity for whoever takes it. And I know that Doug Peterson's just been Peterson, Peterson. He's just been linked with it yeah. recently, and I think. It makes a lot of sense to go offense here. Like when you have a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, like you need someone to come in that's going to harness his talent. And I think it's actually low key a really good opportunity for whoever takes it. Like the team this year would jank. Like they didn't play well. The culture was horrendous. We've heard that from numerous sources. But if you look at the team and on paper, they have a lot of pieces around them, like young pieces on, on defence and even around Trevor Lawrence on offence, there's players that, that have given them a spark. Like Robinson hopefully will come from his Achilles injury. Uh, Travis Etienne will be back next year, hopefully. DJ Chark was out for most of this season. Uh, Marvin Jones as well is there. He was he was there this year, but, you know, I don't think anyone on the Jags really there, given what they had to go through with Urban Meyer. So I just think it's the, the potential that Lawrence it has and provides is like makes them so appealing to whoever they're going to get and I think as well like like Devin was saying about knowing like what you're going into as a coach I feel like the Jags have a good year or two of leeway to kind of build the team as, as the coach would want to build it it's not like you're going in there and thinking we have to compete right now they know that they'll have they've got Lawrence for four more years so they can spend that first year second year just kind of putting the pieces into place building the team how they want it to be built 
around Lawrence and then you know the pressure is going to be on maybe year three year four but by that point you know you're established you've got your guys in the locker room and, and you can go from there so I think it, it is an attractive opportunity for like the opposite reason to what Shaps is saying in that it's not really a contender but that gives you a lot more flexibility as, as a potential head coach and in terms of prospects I'm not going to give a name partly because I don't really know at this point who's <laughs> going to be like you know the big one that in, in January who's going to be like the hot names on the market um, but I think it has to be offense it has to be someone that's going to come in get Lawrence taking get the offense moving and and kind of use these pieces that they have and you know I think to go defense at this point would just really really damage the career of Trevor Lawrence cool I really like it and um yeah, I think Doug Peterson would obviously be a good shout as well because it just provides some stability after what's been a a rubbish year. Um, just organisationally, not even just on the field, just organisationally has been absolutely all over all over the gaff, and um, and provides that stability and is a Super Bowl winner, lest we forget, as a player technically and as a um, a coach. So like can can do it when when it matters most and you know made Nick Foles look <laughs> look unbeatable so um I'm sure you can do someone with a million times the ability of uh... that was that was the other thing was seeing how well Carson Wentz played way back when in his was his second year third year when um he was playing under Peterson as well yeah exactly well he was uh, before he did his knee that will stick with me to the day I die I think it was the when his his knee kind of buckled I always remember that clip it was against the Rams in the Coliseum and his knee literally just yeah like... but then he, he came in for the next play didn't he and scored yeah funny guy uh, Carson Wentz he's a bit of a weird dude I rate the it thing, the thing is the play the he new did red it rifle <laughs> the, the play did, the play he did it on as well um, didn't even count it got called back and then they scored on the next play which he did with a torn knee which I always think is crazy. Like the fact that the play he did it on didn't count for crap and then he came in with it. <laughs> oh, yeah, of oh, course. Yeah. Cool. yeah it did. Anyway. I just love the idea that you went to the sideline and was like, yeah, no, it really does hurt. And they were like, why were you still out? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Really nice. Well, I will round this off with someone, and I know not full circle, I kind of gone the opposite direction actually to what Devon talked about right at the top of this section about. Um, division being quite an important aspect of this. And I'm going for potentially one of the harder divisions in terms of win th wins this season. Uh, I think the Denver Broncos is a really exciting opportunity. Um, and I think the opposite of that kind of aspect of division and winning right now is that if you are going to prove yourself with your team, with your coaching and everything like that, why not go to one of the places where it's the most difficult to win? And, and that is... AFC West is is up there, you know, with the with the NFC West, with the AFC North. It's a really tough decision to play, uh, tough division, <laughs> tough decision as well, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> tough division to play in. And I think the Broncos is a really exciting opportunity that a couple of pieces away. Now, one of those pieces is the quarterback, but if they can entice Aaron Rodgers, this isn't the be all and end all. Obviously, it'd be amazing to have Aaron Rodgers over there, but they've got the cap room to make a play on somebody else, whoever becomes available find somebody in the draft that they really, really like. Because Teddy's not going to be the guy that wins you the Super Bowl. Teddy's kind of, you know, I think he's found his niche now. He's always going to be that guy that kind of tides a team over and gets him like, you know, around 500. And I think that's great. But they've got so many good pieces that they don't want to waste the time with. They've got a young kind of receiving core, Jerry Judy's uh, coming up and 
being fantastic, maybe not this season because he's been injured, but Cortland Sutton is an elite receiver that's, you know, underrated. Noah Fant is a great receiving tight end. The tandem of Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, what uh, tandem that's been this season. Javante Williams, as we know, one of my favourite players to come out of the draft. Uh, the defence, you look at like Justin Simmons, Pat Satan has played really well at times this season. Uh, there's loads there. There's loads of pieces. If you can add an elite quarterback in there and, and some other pieces as well, like you've got Garrett Bowles on the offensive line and I know the offensive line is a bit up and down across the board, but it's been steady. And if you add something else there, another player, why can't this team be an exciting opportunity and a team that can win going forward? They're in a tough division, but if you want to be the best, you've got to beat the best. And um, and yeah, that potentially is looking like the Chiefs <sighs> this season, uh, hitting form at the right time. And someone that I will check out there, and this is on the proviso that Aaron Rodgers comes over uh, I'm going to say Nathaniel Hackett, who's the current offensive coordinator, who I presume has got some form of decent relationship with Aaron Rodgers. I can't speak for it because I don't I don't know them personally, gents. I know you've all got really good contacts in the NFL, Shaps and uh, Thornsey specifically. Uh, Thorn- Thornsey's uncle is Hunter Renfro. So. <laughs> oh, cool. Sorry? That's where I get my hair from. <laughs> yeah, you're basically the same person. His hair is just dark and you're ginger. But other than that, basically the same. Um and yeah, I just think if their chemistry is already there, offensive mind, get that offense being elite. If that defense can continue playing on the same level, now I know in this scenario they lose Vic Fangio, who's obviously a defensive coach, but if they can continue playing at a decent level, kind of ride the wave that the Rams have done this season by letting Brandon Staley go to the Chargers. Now I know they've got pieces like Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, but Justin Simmons, Pat Satan on the back of that, uh, back of that defense elite players maybe add something up front you know exciting opportunity that was a lot they've built the best to actually um contend in the afc west because what's the weakness of the charges in the chiefs is anyone running the, running the ball against them <laughs> and i mean the raiders d line is obviously all pro max crosby so that, that that doesn't quite apply to them but javante williams is my favorite is behind Nick Chubb, who I think is the best pure running back in the league. I think Javante Williams is a already a top ten running back, and he's pushing top five. If you look, like, obviously we haven't seen him with running back one work uh, workload, but just just for like just for example, ta- missed tackles forced, he has fifty three, and tackles broke, he has twenty six, and Jonathan Taylor has fifty two and nineteen respectively. And Jonathan Taylor has over 80 more carries. And that was as of week 14, which, which, which if you then like put into a perspective of like, if you gave Javante 250 carries, he'd have 48 broken tackles and 85 missed tackles, which breaks the NFL record for both. There you go. Like that, if they bring in an offense, offensive coordinator who can run the damn ball, <laughs> and Sutton and Judy off play action, yeah, they could give both the Chargers and Chiefs a bit of worry definitely cool right nice work gentlemen let's head straight into our preview section and we are heading into crunch time in the nfl loads of kind of scenarios to look into and maybe we can discuss those as we kind of go through um as i'm sure we will because we like to run our mouths a lot <laughs> uh but like i said uh, if you're a regular listener you know how our preview section works if you're a new listener basically we just take you through all of the games in chronological order and give you our winner. 
and no Thursday night game this week. So we start off on Sunday with the early games. And our first game to look into is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Wooft. Did they just play last weekend? They did, didn't they? Or the weekend before? They've played each other recently. Anyway, um, I think Philly will win this one for me. I think Philly are hitting a little bit of form at the right time and they're going to kind of go go into the playoffs with a, a little bit of confidence, you know, a little bit of sly confidence, but not enough to do really well in the playoffs, don't get me wrong, but a little bit of confidence, why not? Uh, Shaps, who you got winning this one? Philly at Washington. I've got T. Henny in the gang. <laughs> um, Love a bit of Henny. Yeah, mate, they're... Uh... They, I just, I don't know, like, you know, when you just have that feeling, I'm like, I feel like this is going to be a game. I feel like this is a Gibson game. That's like, I've just got a feeling I can see him running riot today. Uh, not today on Sunday. Like he, I think he's starting to like having little purple patches of form here and there. And I think this game, he's going to explode in a big way. Exciting. Dev, who you got? Um, Thinking Philadelphia, they did them over quite recently. They beat them 27-17, I think it was. And um, I think they'll do it again. I think the Washington O-line, other than obviously arguably the best guard in football, is not very good. And I think the Philadelphia Eagles have quietly won the, like a, a very, very good defence, like sneakily good. And I think it will all combine to the Eagles winning again. Yeah, Thorns, he was talking about the Eagles defence being good, not the football team, just so you know. Oh, that's right, next season. Um... <laughs> uh, who you got winning this one, Thorns? Philly at Washington? Uh, Eagles. Oh, 3-1. <laughs> yeah, fun. Um, cool. Uh, we move on to the LA Rams at the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar set to play this weekend. No. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. Thorns, you're not allowed to speak. No, no, but he, he's no. not set to play. No, he's not I, set to play. I just had to bench him in fantasy because he's out again. Oh, there you go. Well, as of time recording, Lamar not playing, and I can only presume Tyler Huntley is. Um, yeah, that's how. That's how. Or Josh Johnson, or the forty-fifth quarterback that they've played this season, whoever it is. Apparently, he picked up a bad limp in yesterday's training. Oh, good. Uh, they're going to miss the playoffs, aren't they? <laughs> Lol. Uh, Thorns, Rams at Ravens. Who you got? Rams. No! <laughs> Rams. Rams, fair enough. Uh, Dev? I think I'll go with the Ravens. Ooh, that's good. The, the Rams shouldn't have beaten the Seahawks. They shouldn't have beaten the Vikings. And they shouldn't have beaten the Cardinals. And that's three straight wins. And I reckon... We all know the Vikings, uh, not the Vikings, the, um, the Ravens secondary is not their strong point this season. And when Stafford throws deep, bad things seem to happen. So I'm going to go with the Ravens in a close one. Yeah, you had a few picks the other day, so mm, fun. Uh, Shaps, who you got in this one? Rams at Ravens. I think the uh, the Ravens defence is going to be sore after the game because they're going to get a staff infection. Boom. The staff man is, is going to come out hot. He's going to come out balling. He's going to shake off the dust. He's going to do that and majestic things that Matthew Stafford does. His QBR has been at 40 for three of the last five games. I know. He cost me a spot in the playoffs because the person I played <laughs> against had the Rams uh, defence and I lost by half a point and they got a pick on like the last play of the game. No. Human. 
Anyway, you could argue the flip of what Devin said, that Devin obviously raises the point that, you know, if you are winning narrow games, that your luck is going to run out at some point. But I'm going to argue the flip side, that if you are playing poorly uh, for a while, then there's there should be a point, theoretically, when you're a very good player or slash very good. One of the good teams, a team that can win when it's playing bad. Well, yeah, that too. But also there is, is a point where they put it back together again if they are a good team. And I think the Rams maybe put it together this week and I think the Rams win this one. Uh we won't spend a lot of time on this one, I'm sure. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New York Jets. I'll start us off, even though they're banged up. I think the Bucs... Did we not ask Fawnsy on that last one? Yeah, he was first. Oh. I've got a very precise order. I've, I've worked it all out. It's a very clever system. Um, I'll go first on this one. The Bucs beat the Jets. Shaps, who you got? Bucks at Jets. Bucks. Cool. Dev? I think it's going to be closer than people think it is, purely because it aren't Mike like Evans. I would agree with you. Both out. But are they both announced injured, Evans and Godwin? Evans is out with COVID now, I think, officially. Godwin's done for the season. He's torn his ACL. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, the Bucks are still going to win, but I don't think it's going to be a landslide victory because Robert yeah. Salah and the Jets' defence are quietly okay. And From time to time. Depends which week. Starting receivers, then I don't know. It, I it, does, it does piss me off that they've just, given, they've just handed Antonio Brown back into the league after everything. They've just gone, oh, well, we're short on receivers again. You ready? <laughs> I mean, my only point is, is that statistically, the Jets have a better defence than the Saints, and the Saints shut him out. Ooh, that's fun. I'm taking the Bucks, but I'm just saying, I'm, not, I'm, I'm never going to go, I'm never voting against Tom Brady, not even if, my, not, not even if the Chiefs are playing against him, but... Yeah, the, Saint, the Saints kept the uh, offence on the field a bit longer than the Jets probably will as well. <laughs> um... So the defense word is exhausted. Uh, Thorns, Bucks at Jets. Bucks. Ooh, four, four and over for the Bucks. Okay, we're heading into some crunch time games now. Well, one, and then we go back to a rough one. But uh, the Miami Dolphins riding a seven-game winning streak at the Tennessee Titans. Thorns. Miami at Tennessee. Miami. Um... Yeah, Dolphins. Oh, that's fun. I sounded like Mrs. Doubtfire then. <laughs> oh, hello, dearie. <laughs> Shocking. There you go. Uh, cool, Miami. Nice. Dev, who you got? Miami at Tennessee. It's a tough one because the seven-win streak that the Miami Dolphins have had, it's impressive, but it's also against a lot of under-500 teams. Yeah, and a banged-up Ravens. And yeah. uh, who did... Yeah, well, that's it. Oh, and they beat the Saints, but like Ian Book, like <laughs> at the same time, if you can stop Anto- uh, not Antonio, if you can stop AJ Brown, then the Titans' offense is kind of pretty stagnant at the minute. Um, so I'm going to go with the Dolphins as well. A Brian Flores masterpiece, I reckon. Nice, I love that. Uh, Shaps, who you got? Let's go, Fins. I'll be Devil's Advocate, and I say Tennessee do enough. I'm saying this game, I chuck out one of these every now and again, Devin, just to keep it exciting, just a little extra sprinkle. Uh, I think it'll be low scoring. I think it'll be like 14-13 or like 17-14 or something like that. I don't think it'll be particularly uh, particularly high scoring. I think this will be defence against defence. But I, I think, I think it, and that's all right. I was just going to say, I think it'll fall Tennessee's way. Um yeah, and Jeffrey, Jeffrey Simmons goes for two sacks, Stormzy. That was for you. 
I was going to say it's uh, it's it's interesting <laughs> though because the um, the Titans are actually the bookies' favourites in this game, which is not what you'd sort of expect. But Vegas tends to know more than the average person. <laughs> However, except I, I except know, in picking head coaches. Yeah, I don't know if you two guys are still doing it, but I'm still doing my weekly bet. And this week's bet, I'm currently sat at nine thousand to one. So I think I've chosen <laughs> some unlikely options. <laughs> no. uh, cool. We move on to Jacksonville at New England. It, I pronounced every syllable in that word. Then England. Um, Pat's win that. Boring. Chaps. Pat's. Devon. Yeah, Pat's. Thorns. Jaguars. Oh, I hope so. Stuff the Patriots. Why not? I think they're gonna. Belichick will have a week off. It will be asleep at the wheel. Trevor Lawrence is going to play. I, did, I mean, they did just lose to the Bills. He's. Did you see the? Did you see the woman that asked him the question in the interview? Has anyone seen this? So they obviously lost to the Bills, and he was furious. And this woman, bless her, like she was just trying to be nice, and she had like a really soft voice. And he's doing the press conference after, and she just goes, um, "My readers are actually um, really. We're talking about um, New Year's resolutions at the minute." And I just wondered if you had any New Year's resolutions that you wanted to share with everybody. And he goes, not right now. And she goes, okay, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Looking like El- Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> Him, not the woman. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't check that out the woman. But anyway, cool. Um, right. Coming straight to you here, Thornsey. The Las Vegas Raiders at the Carson Wentzless Indianapolis Colts. What are you thinking? Um, I think that's the loudest you've ever been. <laughs> my mouth's like right next to them. Uh, uh, um, I, uh, no, I'm not very good at listening when you ask the questions, so I always miss the teams. Colts and Raiders, right? <laughs> yeah, it's your team. Yeah, yeah, it's in Indianapolis as well, which is an advantage for Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> true. Um, I'll go with the Raiders. I feel they played really well against the run last week against the Broncos. Shut down Gordon, which was brilliant because he was starting in my fantasy team. Gordon's uh, I don't Gordon I don't like Gordon as much ooh. as I don't like Devontae Williams. It's because um someone was injured. Cook Cook got on the COVID list, so I had to find her. Anyway, that's not the point. They shut down the run. So I feel like if they could do it then, it bodes well for a game where they shouldn't have to do much else other than stop the run. Which is a lot easier said than done, I know, but I'm gonna go with it. And hope Derek Carr can keep playing well. Under the new guidelines, I think Wentz can sneak in and play, actually. I've just thought about it, because they've changed it from 10 days to five, haven't they? That's also ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, no, no. How can you expect a player to to voluntarily admit that they have symptoms when it means they're going to miss a crucially important game to make in the playoffs? It makes no sense. No, the one one that gets me is the EFL has just announced announced they're getting rid of uh, pre-match COVID testing yeah. to stop games <laughs> getting postponed and I think like that is the most stupid thing I've ever heard where they've just gone well we, if, if we know they've got COVID we have to call it off so let's just not test them let's anymore. pretend they don't yeah. have it yeah. <laughs> there was a player in the NBA who played the first half that got tested at halftime and then had to leave the game because he because he tested positive it's like how just <laughs> so in happen? the arena like <laughs> on the court had played like 20 minutes sweated everywhere <laughs> it's in the air licked on a couple opposition players <laughs> licked a couple of fans they've now got it <laughs> that's fun <laughs> uh, Devon who you got in this one Raiders at Colts 
I'm going to take the Colts. I think the Colts are going to do what the Titans did last year and try and get Henry, try and get Jonathan Taylor MVP. They're going to run it every single snap and try and get <laughs> to 2,000 yards over the next two games. Yeah, fair enough. I would be inclined to agree with you. Shaps? Raiders. Oh, well, we'll go a 2 2 split here because I'm going Colts as well. I just think the Colts are too good and I think a really underrated team. And I agree. I think Sam Ailinger or Carson Wentz, whoever plays, is going to throw the ball about 15, 20 times, maybe even less. When they played the Pats the other week, didn't he throw like 12 times or something? I've seen. I think he was yeah, five, like, five of 12. Yeah. I'm not wide because Wentz doesn't throw the ball either. So. Yeah, exactly. But I just think Wentz is less likely to turn it over. Do you know what I mean? If he, he has the most dropped picks in the NFL. Yeah, but it, they drop it. It's because he's throwing it really hard. Yeah. <laughs> There's a receiver, his receivers can't catch it, but at least then neither can the DBs. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, if it's on the ground, it's not picked, is it? Do you well, know? Probably our spirals everywhere. Yeah, it's fine. Um, it is what it is. But yeah, 2-2 Colts. Okay. Uh, Going to change the order up for this one. Uh we start off, uh, sorry, we'll start off with Devin because the Kansas City Chiefs are at the Cincinnati Bengals. Devin, who you got here, mate? Oh, it's a tough one because um, Joe Borrow is an absolute baller. He is. And our secondary is not ideal. But our linebackers and defensive line is. <clears throat> so I'm going to take the Chiefs because I don't think Jesse Bates could do a number on Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I think Travis played. Kelsey is going to drop like 150 yards on the Bengals. I don't think they've got anyone that can cover him. They can put two, or two, they can put two deep on Tyreek Hill, but I don't think they have anyone that can cover Kelsey. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. Um, this is a tricky one, this one. This is a game that I'm excited to watch, and I would imagine it's probably the main, guy, main game on Sky. Oh, it is. There you go. Um... I'm going to go the Bengals. You, in your argument for the Chiefs, you persuaded me enough to go with the Bengals and just talk <laughs> about how sick Joe Burrow is. Um, and yeah, I really like him. I think this, like you said, this, this could be the opposite end to the Tennessee-Miami game. This could be a bit of a shootout. It, and now I've said that, it's probably going to finish like 2017 or something like that. But um, yeah, I'm excited to see kind of how this one pans out. But I'll go with Bengals. Shaps? Uh, again, it's a tough one. Like, my thing is, I can't see the Bengals at any point really stopping the Chiefs' offence. But then I look at the Bengals' offence and, like, they've got that strong run game, which we know the Chiefs are very hit or miss on strong run games. But, and then, like like Dev said, like, bad corners, good receivers is another recipe. So I basically just said they're weak in the run and pass defence. But, um, but no, um, I still think the Chiefs are the more likely side. Like, I'm similar to you. I think it's going to be a shootout. And I think the Chiefs are just that extra little bit unstoppable. I think the, the I don't think the Chiefs will stop the Bengals much, but they might get what, a few stops. I don't like. I don't think the Bengals are going to get many stops. Can I ask why you both think it's going to be a shootout, and then our offense be good? Only because, <laughs> uh, only because what I'm saying is that over the last since like I think it's the last six weeks it is. We have the best defense in the NFL in points per game and like other stats as well. Like, yeah, I'm, I, not saying, I'm not saying we're the best, but like, the, the I, best. I know, but like the Bengals' offense at the moment is one of the hottest offenses in the NFL. And I don't, are you, are you having a shootout? I don't think our offense can put up more than 30. We only put up more than 30 against the Chargers because our defense made like four fourth down stops. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
no, I would agree. I and I know that the Chiefs defense has kind of been the vocal point uh, of what's kind of been going on, but I think Travis Kelsey is coming back and being a big part of that. I also think the like you said, the Chargers, uh, good scoring team, or obviously inconsistent, scored a lot of points on the Bengals, and I think there's uh, every potential for the Bengals to concede a few points. I like their defense. I like you know Trey Hendrickson and the pieces on that defense, but I just. It just feels like one of those games. I don't think it's necessarily something that you can go, oh, the stats say this or whatever. I just think it's two teams that are kind of playing well at the minute. And granted, it is the Chiefs defence more so than the Chiefs O. But, you know, Travis Kelsey back, I think, is a vital cog. Tyreek Hill playing underratedly well this season. I think, again, I talked about a couple of episodes ago how the Chiefs, because this been so good over the past couple of seasons, specifically on the offence, because they're having a bit of a down year and Mahomes is having a bit of a down year, that everyone's kind of almost feels like they've forgotten how good Kelsey and Hill are, even though they're having an amazing season statistically and how they're playing. I think people just aren't paying enough attention to it because the Chiefs aren't scoring 50 points, 40 points a game. So I think, you know, there is potential there and, and room for it. Um, I won't talk too much more about it. So I'll head over to Thorns. Uh, Chiefs at Bengals. Chiefs. Chiefs. Fun. Um, okay, this is a game. Please don't spend too much time talking about it, gents, because I don't want to. Uh, the battle for like the fourth or fifth overall pick. Uh, oh no. Oh, whatever. Um, the Sh- New York Giants at the Chicago Bears. Thornsey, we're coming straight back to you. Who you got in this one? Giants at Bears. Bears. Cool, Devin. Bears defense is the only good part of that entire game, so I'll go. <laughs> with yeah, fair enough. Uh, Shaps. Now, before I answer this, I think it's important we take a deeper look at both teams. Uh, <laughs> so it's four and zero for the Bears, I think. Oh, actually, I've gone with I'm trying the to double Giants. Check. I, I need. To, I need. To, out. I need to double Don't check. Judge Mike Glennon, spit it out. <laughs> New York Giants, yeah, I, I've gone with the Giants. <laughs> Mike Glennon, uh, mainly because I just think like Chicago haven't looked like they've ticked on a single cylinder yet. I do agree with Dev though that the, that the defense for that for the um, Bears, like they've been losing a lot, but like the games haven't been massively high scoring. Which, but I still I don't know. I just you know when you just get that funny feeling. Nice. Cool. Well, I'm going Bears because I'm a rational human. So the Bears are going to win that one. Um, Cool. We move on to Atlanta playing the Bills in the last of the early games on Sunday. Uh, Oh, it's my turn. Uh, The Bills. (laughs) Uh, Do you know what? I like what Atlanta have done this season, though. I think they're a team that's kind of people have expected to really fail this season. Um, And they've done all right. I think Arthur Smith's done enough. And... They've had a lot going on. The receiver room's been torn apart and different things like that, but they're not winning this one. The Bills are winning this one. Although they've been up and down, I think they'll get a couple of wins to kind of sneak into the playoffs now. I say sneak. They're going to win the AFC East and potentially finish third seed or second seed. So, well, I don't think that's a shout now, is it, really? The Pats have lost the head-to-head now. So, Um, But, yeah, so Bills for me. Shaps, who you got in this one? Falcons at Bills. Same story for me. Bills, I do. I agree though. Falcons are looking better. I thought they were in a real place of worry, but they're looking better. But still, Bills. Cool. Although I would say as well, the Bills have had a tendency to lose winnable games. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Devon, 
Yeah, it's going to have to be the Bills. Despite, I reckon Carl Pitts might have a big game because the tight ends I think so too. do against um, the two, against Tremaine Edmonds because he can't cover. Um, but I would imagine they would be enough to beat the Falcons. Cool. Perfect. And Thorns, Falcons at Bills. There you go. Bills. <laughs> I think this is your favourite section of the whole show, isn't it, Thorns? I actually really enjoy it. I, yeah, just not good at paying attention. <laughs> I appreciate your It's answer. all right. So Same with everyone that listens. Yeah. We already have a background noise. <laughs> Touche. Um, cool. We move into the late games now. And a team in hot form off the back of Davis Mills and Rex Burkhead being elite players, the Houston Texans at the San Francisco 49ers. So you get for having Pepsi Max before you go to speak again. Um, other other soda drinks are available. Um, Thorns, who you got winning this one? Texans at the 49ers. 49ers. I, I, my finger off gone 49ers. To, what do you say? The Garoppagon 49ers. Garoppano. Garoppano. I want to see Trey Lance start because I think Garoppolo's missed a few games. That's right, isn't it, Schefter? Talking to you, Devin. Uh, I think he's. He hasn't, I don't think he's missed any games this year. Has oh, he? sorry, I meant practices. Sorry. He has missed practices and he's apparently injured. But I was. I actually saw a couple of um, 49er pages saying that. Go insider. <laughs> He literally is the British Adam Schefter. Yeah, so I don't know. Root, like Adam Schefter and all the other sources are saying Garoppolo won't play. 49ers fan pages are saying expect him to play. So I don't... You never know what to believe, do you? The NFL sucks yeah. in that regard. <laughs> it does my head in. Um, but there you go. Cool. Uh, so Thornsy, you're going 49ers, Trey Lance, big dub. Sweet. Yeah. Devin? I think regardless of who's at quarterback, the 49ers should be able to beat the Houston Texans. Hey, the best teams in the league have lost to the uh, Houston Texans. So, Oh, yeah, and the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I don't know how that come in. Shaps, uh, <laughs> uh, you got in this one, Texans at 49ers. You, you, I've said it enough. Like I've just got this feel. Again, I keep talking about my special feelings, but I've told you the, four, the, four, the 49ers. <laughs> yeah, do you know what, Thorns? You're right. Maybe it is him that's the euphemism. <laughs> but the 49ers, I've, I don't know what it is. I just feel like this could be one of those random years for them, but where they just do like a New York Giants sneak into the Super Bowl and then win it. But yeah, so I'm sticking with the 49ers. I think they're hot at the right time. Yeah, fair enough. Well, um, yeah, a re- <laughs> no, you're right. They are. Um, especially <laughs> with Jimmy G at quarterback. What a sexy man. Um, maybe not in terms of play, but in terms of <laughs> appearance. Because <laughs> we're all shallow on this show. Uh, <laughs> uh, 49ers, real team actually show the rest of the NFL how to beat. and not a very good team. Um, so the 49ers win that. Cool. Uh, I will go first in this one. Hooray. The Denver Broncos at the Chargers. As you as you boys have realised throughout the show, uh, and the listeners probably know as well, I am hurting a lot. Um, however, I do think the Chargers will beat the Drew Locke-led Denver Broncos. Ooh, if Teddy plays... The Broncos will win. That's the that's the kind of Ooh. proviso. Yeah, well, the Broncos have already beaten them and they battered them. 
earlier in the year. Like they made the Chargers look crap. Like, and good defenses. Like we struggle, and I don't think Staley's quite figured out how to kind of manage like good defenses. Like you know the Houston Texans. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, Justin Herbert actually played quite well, other than the two stupid picks. Other than that, he actually had really good stats against the Texans. Um, but. It is what it is. Uh, I think the Chargers will win this one. I hope the Chargers will win this one. Otherwise, thank goodness it's a bank holiday on Monday because I will be in bed all day crying. Uh, so, yeah, chaps, Denver Broncos at the Chargers. Chargers. Fair. Devin? Yeah, I'm going to go to the Chargers as well. Thorns? Chargers. Let's be absolutely. Oh, I know we're supposed to be unbiased and everything like that, but <laughs> when have we ever been unbiased? <laughs> we have been unbiased. I always go against the churches. <laughs> and I always go against the Browns. Uh... Anyway, so uh, <laughs> the Carolina Panthers, Panthers, I think you call them. Oh, this, oh God. <coughs> the Carolina Panthers at the New Orleans Saints. Thornsey, you first. Panthers at Saints. Ian Book. Ian Book, I think he's playing again. I could be wrong. Ian Book, bounce back game. Bounce back from the one game he's had. Yeah. Next, Mike White. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the start of his NFL career. <laughs> it's like a real feel-good story. In 20 years' time, we'll all be <laughs> reading. Just like, just like the Washington defence. <laughs> Ian Book. So you could say Book starting a new chapter. Nice. No, I was just about to say his his name is so like if he does work out his name he's is gonna so turn, he's going to turn marketable the page and start, yeah, yeah. <laughs> turn the page and start a new chapter of his career yeah <laughs> love that um, <laughs> cool Devin who do you think is going to win this one Panthers at Saints I think the Panthers will take it yeah fair chaps yeah I'm closing the book on book they had the Saints had their good game for every good game they have they have to have two bad ones this is season. <laughs> Just call him Ian. Yeah, yeah. Just call him Ian. Closing the book on Ian. Yeah, closing the book on Ian. No elite sportsman should have the first name Ian. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ian Wright. Ian. Is there a right, okay. We're going down a, a right. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. We're going down a rabbit hole. Golfer, Ian Poulter. Is that his name? That yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah. Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood. I'm just making sure there's like a group of guys that are all kind of molded together in my head. They're all like English guys that just always played in the Ryder Cup. Justin Rose. Yeah, it must be Ian Bolter. Anyway. There can't uh, be many Ians in the NFL, actually. No. I can't think of any other than Ian Book. <laughs> What's he's going on? Can you think of any other Ians? Ian Rappaport. Yeah. I just had a mini like, is that his first name? It is. Ian's in the NFL. We'll come oh, back Ian to that. Right. Tom- Panthers. Oh yeah, the tight end. Right. Okay, the Panthers win. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm gonna go with the Panthers as well, but I don't know. Low scoring game. Boring. Uh, I can potentially see it being a bit of a blowout, to be honest. Oh, I don't know. Panthers Ooh. haven't been that great. Chubba, <laughs> Chubba, Chubba's coming big. Oh Christ. Um, <laughs> right. We'll move on. The Detroit Lions at the Seattle Seahawks. I think it's my turn to go first. Upset City, baby. Let's go, Detroit. Detroit's winning this one. Yeah, why not? Um, not even an upset anymore. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm 100% <laughs> with you. I'm Lions as well. Oh, fair enough, Devin. 
Um, <laughs> it's actually tough because Russell Wilson is so, so bad this year. Um, I'm going to take Seattle anyway. Fair enough. Uh, Thorns? Um, Seattle. There's three Ians in the NFL. And they are? Ian Thomas, Ian Bunting for the Cowboys and Ian Book. Yeah, do love a bit of bunting. You can search up names. Is there any other names that people are curious about? Dave. Dave. Oh, there's only two. Dave. Is there any? Is there any Edwards in the NFL? Wait, 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 wait. Chill. Who are the Daves? Wait, oh, there's no Daves because they're both just Davenport. Ah. <laughs> no Daves. David. Uh, you can do David, but there'll be a couple. There'll be Levante David, uh, David Montgomery. Oh, there's quite a lot of Davids. Yeah. Um, are, there any, are there any Craigs? Reynolds, is there a Craig Reynolds? Ooh. No, it's not Craig Reynolds. Craig. Craig Reynolds. Yeah. Craig Robertson, Craig James. Can we please cut this? Can no. Cut this? <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Right, let's move on. The last game of that late window uh, could be a fun one, you know. The Arizona Cardinals at the Dallas Cowboys. And we're coming to you first, Thorns. Cardinals. Ooh, fun. Devin. Cardinals are going to get cooked by the Cowboys. <laughs> Absolutely cooked. I'm taking a Cowboys by a couple of scores. Ooh. Chaps. Yeah, I don't know what uh, what Devil's Lettuce spawns he's been smoking, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, with De- I'm with Devin on that. Like, Cowboys cook him. Yeah. Cowboys just scored 56 on the greatest defense in the NFL, Thorns. So- <laughs> no, it's not the greatest yet. That's not <laughs> <laughs> I, feel um, like it, I feel like it could be a bounce back game like, <laughs> hope, I don't know what the injury situation is but Muzzer might be playing I think but if only they had Ian Book at the helm then they'd definitely win <laughs> yeah. exactly cool right we move on to Sunday Night Football uh, the Minnesota Vikings playoff hopes in in whatever the word is awry I don't know that'll do they need to win it. <laughs> the Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. Packers win the number one seed against kind of the most important team in their division for me. I think the Packers do the job here and beat the Vikes. Shaps. Aaron Rodgers is a guy you don't want to piss off, and he hates the Vikings. He like, hates all of them. He hates the Vikings. He hates Eric Kendricks in particular because obviously him, him injuring him. He, I feel like if there's one team that Rogers hates more than every other team, it's the Vikings. And I think he's going to make a point of trying to make sure they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, and getting the number one seed at the exact yeah. same time. There's a lot on the plate here. No, but I genuinely think, I, knowing Rogers very well, <laughs> it, me, me, me and old A-Rod, you know. Texting him. Yeah. Uh, I, I genuinely think he'll probably care more about keeping the Vikings out of the playoffs than getting the number one seed. Actually, yeah. that being said, he's old and lazy now. Maybe he does want a, a week off. <laughs> well, he can have that next week once they've yeah. secured the one seed. And then, well, he'll technically be two weeks off because they'll have a bye. So. Yeah. Um, but there you go. Um, Dev, who you got winning this one? Minnesota at Green Bay. Rogers and Lambeau is obviously um, mm. not what you want, but... Minus 19 degrees is up on the, it's, it's what it's projected. Um, He's coming in with bloody temperature stats. Hey, is that I, actually, no, Phil sent me this. Uh, it's nine degrees Celsius and minus three Fahrenheit. But uh, Phil sent me it. 
um, my mate, he's a Packers fan, um, because the Packers are okay at running the ball, but nothing special. Obviously, they've got AJ Dillon and Aaron White, uh, not Aaron White, Aaron Jones. <laughs> so many players, right? <laughs> but Dalvin Cook is back from COVID, and the Vikings have one of the best run blocking offensive lines in football. So I'm actually going to take the Vikings. Ooh, that's a lot of fun. Thorns. Uh, Packers. Sweet, cool. And the last one, Monday Night Football. We'll start off with what's his face? Uh, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Shaps. Oh, I'd actually want to start off with a bit of a bit of background. If uh, if the Browns beat Pittsburgh and the Bengals lose to the Chiefs, uh, and I believe it also, I, I think the Ravens, if they lose, if they lose one of their next two, they're out. But if basically the main setup is if the Browns beat the Steelers and the Bengals beat, lose to the Chiefs, sets up a Week 18 matchup of the Browns versus the Bengals for number one seed in the AFC North and playoffs when the other team is unlikely to even get a wild card spot. So that's going to be a really awesome finish. So I'm going. And it'll Browns. be even sadder when the Browns lose. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Browns because I think we like we look a lot. We look in a lot worse against the pass than we are against the run. I think at the moment, and the Steelers obviously have Ben Roethlisberger at QB, who is not very good at the game anymore. So you know, dub. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, Dev, we'll go to you next. Browns at Steelers. Depends how many times Bacon Maple drops back. Um, <laughs> just hand the ball off the chest. I was going to say it won't be a lot. <laughs> just, just don't, just don't pass. Like do the Mac Jones like three completions in a game. That's all I want from Baker. Most of them will probably be to Pittsburgh as well, which is why I just just run the. <laughs> He's pretty good at handing the ball off, in all fairness to him. But yeah, uh, I'm taking the Browns. I reckon Nick Chubb will run all over the Steelers. Fair. Thorns? Browns. Ooh, I'm going to be the one to say not the Browns. Sorry, chaps. You're a prick. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I would normally go the Browns, but as it's looking like it's going to be Big Ben's last game, probably ever, in Hines, um, I think him and Mike Tomlin pull off something a bit magical and I think they <laughs> might like, like, like pouncy in the playoffs yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I didn't know what you said I'll be honest <laughs> like they did for pouncy in the playoffs oh yeah no not like that uh uh no but Big Ben's a, a you know a bigger name than pouncy um yeah I, I think they just pull something out here and and sneak a win but still to make the uh, the postseason effectively end in both <laughs> both of these teams is a push for the playoffs. But there you go. Cool. That was our review section. That was our preview section. And I believe we've only got one thing left. Am I right, sir? You are indeed. I have Amazing. someone locked in my mind. I can't wait to hear who it is. But before we do that, of course, it's time for... Bum of the week. Oh, he's a bum. Oh, yeah. About four years later. <laughs> what a jingle. Oh, Devon, man. I'm really sorry that you had to be here to witness that. But <laughs> Cool. Mr. Chaplin, <laughs> bum of the week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Um, right. So the the bum of the week this week is is a guy who just should have kept his mouth shut. Basically, a man called Don the Wink Martindale. The Wink. He's <laughs> he's got a weak ass name anyway. Calling yourself the Wink, looking like he does. Oh, if he winks at someone, you're more likely to call the police than go over and get him a drink. I'll tell you that for free. But moving on from his appearance, um, basically he is the DC for the Baltimore Ravens. And obviously the Baltimore Ravens defense got completely trounced at the weekend by a very hot T Higgins and Joe Burrow combo. However, that's not just the reason. He, before the game, opened his mouth and went, when talking about the Joe Burrow hype, when he hasn't got a gold jacket just yet, which then obviously, apparently, Joe Burrow replied and said it was in the back of his mind as well during the game. So it's always good to give bulletin board material to the team you're about to play to psych them up to absolutely dick your defence. <laughs> so now uh, there's a, there's actually six people in franchise history against the Baltimore Ravens to throw for over uh, three, uh, 400 yards and three TDs. And Joe Burrow is two of the five on the list. Both of them have been this season. And the others are Brady and Rogers, I think. I think Brady's done it twice as well. But go. yeah. Are so you it, suggesting the Burrow is in Brady, uh, <laughs> the same league as Brady? I'm saying start sizing up his gold jacket. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut, wink. You look like a prick. Your defense is weak. Wink, Brady. wink. Ah. Uh, <laughs> what a nice way to end the show today. Uh, okay. Uh, the last thing we kind of need to do before uh, we say, well, as we're saying goodbye, I suppose, uh, is to wish you all a happy new year. I hope everyone uh, gets to celebrate it in some form or another, if the, even if that's going to bed by 9pm. <laughs> Whatever you choose to do on your New Year's Eve, that's going to be a bit of a weird one. Hope you enjoy and uh, celebrate the new year and hopefully it's a bit of a bit of a better one. Um, well, the Super Bowl is not too far away in the playoffs, so it can't be all that bad, gentlemen. But uh, first off, I want to say thank you to our guest today. So thank you, Devin. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Oh, my God. Thornsey, that's your quote. But you're here every week. So. <laughs> Replaced. <laughs> uh, nice and Devin. Uh, nice and chaps. Have a good week, mate. Enjoy New Year's. Whatever you're doing. I will endeavour to. In- oh, I thought there was going to be a pun on Devin's name there. Endeavour, he said. Oh, like the like spaceship. Yum. <laughs> For God's sake. Uh, right, we've, as always, have got to the delirious stage now, so let's quit while we're ahead. Uh, nice and thoughts. Have a good week, mate. Catch you very, very soon. Thank you very much. Happy New Year. And uh, keep an eye out for the bowl games in college. They're always good fun. Oh, yes. Very good Why point. Not? Bowl games this weekend. Very exciting. Let's have a nose. Uh, enjoy your weekend, everybody. Happy New Year, and we'll catch you very, very soon. Much love. Peace.